Welcome to Her Faith Foundations Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Muckle, and you're listening to episode number nine. Welcome back to today's episode. Today we're going to be talking about triggers that stop you from believing in God's purpose. Um, Before I jump into this topic, I just want to say a couple of things. Um, The first thing, as always, if you are here, thank you so much. I genuinely value and cherish every single one of you. So thank you for being here and for listening. Um, Also, thank you for your patience. I have been trying to get this episode out for about a week, but there have been so many technical complications on my side. Um, I've sat down and recorded it several times, you guys, but for one reason or another, um, it is it just hasn't been happening. Um, whether it's the devil trying to stop this from happening, I have no idea, but I am fighting through. I'm pushing because I do believe that God did put it on my heart to talk to you guys about this topic today, so I am fighting and I'm trying, so fingers crossed and praying that it actually works this time. Um, second thing, as I mentioned, I'm going to be talking about, uh, triggers that stop you from believing in God's purpose. In today's episode, I am going to be referencing a lot of the more common, um, or popular Bible verses or stories in, in, from the Bible. So if you are unfamiliar with what I'm saying, or if you're, um, just unfamiliar with the Bible or what's in the Bible, that's okay. I don't want you to feel confused or left out. Um, from what I'm saying. So I'm going to be leaving the verses in the show notes for you to have. And I highly encourage that you look up these verses and these stories and read them on your own time. Um, I believe there's a lot of uh, good knowledge and value to these verses. So, um, And if you don't have a Bible, please go to BibleGateway.com. And no, this is not an ad. I just, if you don't have a Bible, you can go to this website and type in the verses and you can read it there. So I hope that helps. Um, So yeah, anyways, without any further hesitation, let's just go ahead and jump right on into today's episode. So what triggers you? What stops you or prevents you from believing in God's purpose for your life? Are you maybe a Martha? Are you tired, overworked? Do you feel alone or that you're carrying your burden alone? Is your work maybe going unnoticed? Are you so busy with regular day-to-day life that you just don't see what God's purpose in your life could be? And I feel like this is one that every mom can relate with because it is just so easy to lose your identity in motherhood. So how can we see God's purpose and plan for our life when we don't even know who we are anymore or what we like or what we want? Maybe you're a Sarah. Maybe you're waiting for the Lord to fulfill a promise in your life, but his timing just isn't matching up with yours. Do you have your life perfectly planned out, but you're just stuck waiting? Waiting on the Lord to bless you with the right job. Waiting on the Lord to bless you with the right man or the baby or the family that you so desperately long for. God's purpose just doesn't seem to be lining up with what you want in your life. Or perhaps you're waiting for God to change something in you help you to stop that addiction, or help you to be slower to anger and faster to patience and understanding. Or maybe you just want to feel happiness again because you're just so tired of feeling sad all the time. I mean, where's God's purpose if you can barely get out of bed, right? Or maybe you're Ruth. Maybe you've experienced God's blessings and everything in life seemed to be going well until something major happened that changed that security and peace 
that you long for once again. And I believe a lot of us can relate to this with everything going on right now with COVID-19. And maybe you didn't lose your job like me and my husband, my family went through recently. Or maybe you didn't lose your home and I sure hope no one died. But perhaps you're going through a different kind of loss. A loss over a relationship or a friendship that was once really close to you. Or maybe a loss over the shattered image of your perfect marriage that you once held on to. Where is God's purpose in your life during these hard seasons? Now, so far I've mentioned Martha, Sarah, and Ruth, but maybe there isn't a character in the Bible you can relate with because none of them have lived through some of the things you've had to endure. Maybe the stories in the Bible don't have the deep pain that's living in your heart right now. Maybe no one has experienced the deep emotional or physical wounds you carry around every single day. You wonder, how could God have a purpose for you when you're feeling so broken? And if this is you, I just want to pause for a second because God put it on my heart to let you know that you are loved and you are heard. And even if it doesn't feel like it, God is with you. He is hurting with you and he is fighting for you. Psalms 34.18 says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. I don't know your struggles. I don't know what's going on in your life. I do know life can be hard, and sometimes it doesn't feel fair. But I do believe that God is with us, even when things feel dark. Maybe you feel more like a male character from the Bible. Maybe you feel like David. Maybe you've made many mistakes in your life, and you're wondering if God could still love and use someone like you? Can God have a purpose for someone who's done things that they might not feel proud of? And spoiler, yes, he does and he can. And last one here, but maybe you're a Peter. Maybe you've committed your life to Christ. You're doing good things and obeying the Lord's commands. You try to follow Jesus and walk towards him, but the distractions all around you are causing you to sink and lose focus. Maybe the waves crashing onto your boat are financial struggles or fear. Fear of the unknown. Fear of the future. Fear of losing your job. Or fear of getting sick. So, I'll ask you again. What triggers you? What stops you from believing and living in a way that you know that God has a purpose for your life? Now, it doesn't matter if you're Mary, Sarah, David, or Ruth. We know that no matter what your story is, God has made you with a specific purpose in mind. As I mentioned in the beginning, there are several, um, not podcasts, there are several verses out there that kind of touch on God's purpose for us, and two of the more popular ones um, are these, and the first one is Romans 8, chapter 8, verse 28. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And the second one is Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Those verses are great, right? But now what? Because you weren't here to listen to me tell you that you have a purpose. I feel like we pretty much know that already. We've heard the verses, we've heard the sermons, we've read it in our Bible, and at this point, we understand that we were created with a purpose. But why is this not enough? Why is God's message not enough? And I have one simple answer for why this is, and that is triggers. So what are triggers? 
I believe that triggers are situations or life events that stop us from seeing or believing that God has a purpose for our life. I believe no matter how many times you read the verses that I mentioned, the same triggers we mentioned earlier of doubt, impatience, or fear slowly start to grow. We wonder how can we trust or even envision that God has a purpose for us when everything all around us is caving in? How can we feel peace for the future when our present is filled with so much pain and confusion? We say we trust in God's purpose for our life, but it's hard to own that trust when our life is nothing like what we would have envisioned for ourselves. We pretend we know better and we act like we'd be doing a much better job if we were in control instead of God. More often than not, we get triggered. We start thinking about our own plans and our own desires for our lives, and we start to lose sight of God's purpose and His plan. So what do we do? We complain. We shut down. We stop turning to God because He isn't giving us the answers we want. We take matters into our own hands and do what we want because God just isn't doing the things the way we would like it or the way we want it. Instead, we get triggered and we become Martha and we complain about how unfair things are. If God would just do X, then we would be happy. We get triggered and we become Sarah and we start think we start taking matters into our own hands. We tune God out and we stop listening when he tells us to be patient and to trust in him. We get triggered and we become Peter and we let our circumstances dictate the level of trust and faith we have in God. And this one's for my mom is out there, but I think sometimes we unknowingly act like toddlers. If you don't know me, I have a two and a four year old. And my two-year-old doesn't understand the concept of waiting, even if it's for his own good. He doesn't get that I'm trying to help him. Um, For example, when I make him lunch and his food is really hot, he doesn't get that I'm trying to help him by making him wait for his food to cool down before offering it to him so it doesn't burn his mouth. So instead, what does he do? He cries, he demands, and he insists that I give him his food right away because he thinks I am depriving him. He just doesn't get how much better it would be if he was patient and trusted me and just waited a little bit longer. And my four-year-old, he would love it if I offered him ice cream for lunch every single day. But I know what is best for him. And I know if I did that and if I gave him what he wanted, he wouldn't get the nourishment that he needs. And if anything, he'd get sick from it. So instead, I offer him alternatives. I offer him vegetables because I know it's better for him. I do this even knowing the the tears and the attitude that I'm probably going to get, but I do it because I love him. You see, we want for God to work and move in our life according to what we want, but we forget to stop and pray for what God wants. We stop trusting that God has a plan for us because we are only looking at what is directly in front of us and not in the bigger picture that God knows and sees. And it's easy to stop seeing the bigger picture that is God's purpose in our life or the purpose that God has for us because we are triggered. Because the situation we are in right now or the trigger is there to make us feel and believe that God is not working in our life. It is easy to feel like in those moments when you are experiencing that trigger that God is not working in your life and we are in pain, we are suffering, we are hurting, we are lost and confused. And in the middle of this, it's easy to doubt that God has a purpose for a life or that he's even working in it. But it's in these moments that we need to remember something. God's purpose in your life is greater than all of your doubts, than all of your pain, 
and all of your suffering. The purpose that God has for your life is going to be fulfilled no matter the situation that is happening in your life. And an example I have of this exactly comes from Acts chapter 5, and it starts at verse 17, and I'm going to read a little bit of it and kind of paraphrase it on my own, Um, but as always, I just recommend that you go back in your own time and read this and study it, meditate over it, pray over it, um, because I believe it's a very important part of the Bible that is a little underrated in my opinion. But anyways, um, Acts chapter 5 verse 17 says, Then the high priest and all his associates, who were members of the party of the Sadducees, were filled with jealousy. They arrested the apostles and put them in a public jail. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the doors of the jail and brought them out. Go stand in the temple courts, he said, and tell all the people about this new life. So the apostles obeyed, and they went out, they got out of jail, and they started teaching to the people, just as they were told. And this made the high priests and the associates, the Sadducees, it made them furious. It made them want to kill them. It, or made, it says in verse 33, they were furious and wanted to put them to death. But then in verse 34, it says, A Pharisee, who was honored by all the people, he stood up and he spoke to them. And he said, Men of Israel, consider carefully what you intend to do to these men. Some time ago, a man appeared claiming to be somebody, and about 400 men rallied to him. He was killed, and all of his followers were dispersed, and it all came to nothing. After him, another man appeared and led a bunch of people in revolt. He too was killed, and all of his followers were scattered. And this is the key verse that's so important to me that I want you to, if you get nothing else, please hear this. Verse 38. Therefore, in the present case, I advise you, leave these men alone, let them go. For if their purpose or activity is of human origin, it will fail. But if it is from God, you will not be able to stop these men. You will only find yourselves fighting against God. Okay, so I'll repeat it. Leave these men alone, for if their purpose or activity is of human origin, it will fail. But if it is from God, you will not be able to stop these men. You will only find yourselves fighting against God. I believe this is an incredible part of the Bible that brings light to the truth that your purpose from God cannot fail but actions taken into your own hands will. You need to trust this truth, that God's purpose will be fulfilled. No matter the situation or the trigger that we are going through, nothing will stop God from fulfilling His purpose in your life. If we believe that God is God, all-powerful, almighty, the Alpha Omega, the creator of the universe, in whatever other title you might refer to, him as? How can we doubt that he will finish what he intended in our life? But here's the thing, friends. Trusting in God's purpose for your life doesn't mean you're going to get what you want. It doesn't mean you're going to find that person or get that promotion, have that baby, or even get that clean bill of health. Trusting in God's purpose doesn't even necessarily mean your life will be easier, that you won't experience pain and heartache. These are the triggers. The question isn't whether or not you'll be triggered, but what 
will you do when those triggers show up? Will you get angry, complain, turn from God? Or will you embrace the fact that you are not completely in control? And even if you don't see or understand why certain things are happening, God has a plan and a purpose for your life. Like it says in Acts chapter 5, if your purpose is from God, it cannot fail. So always trust and always believe that God has your life under his control. Here's the thing, friends. The triggers are there. The triggers are real. The triggers are going to keep happening. I feel like that is just a part of living in this world right now. Until Jesus comes again or until God calls us home, I feel like we're going to be constantly faced with these different triggers. I don't know what yours is. I can relate with, I feel like, all of the ones I've mentioned and more from the Bible. But the triggers are going to keep coming. Now, whether that's the enemy that's trying to um, stop us from believing that God has a purpose in our life and he can actually use us and work in our life or whatever it is that you believe why those triggers come, the reality is they are going to be there. And I hope this message gives you a little bit of hope that even through the triggers, God is there. God is working. God is with us working in our lives and he has a plan and he has a purpose. And beyond just having that plan and purpose, like it says in Acts 5, it cannot fail if it comes from God. So please just try to hold on to that truth whenever you find yourself in the next storm or facing the next trigger. And I'll end with this. Proverbs chapter 19.21 says, Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Okay, so I think I was finally able to record that for you guys. So as always, friends, thank you so much for being here with me, for listening, taking some time out of your day to listen to this message. I really appreciate it, and I can't wait to talk to you guys next time.